All right, guys, we're skipping the intro tonight, mostly because there's been a lot of things that have been on my mind, and I don't feel like doing the fun whoopsie intro. I don't even know what whoopsie means, but basically when I come onto the show, I try to get us excited, and I try to get us to have a good time together, no matter what the topic is, and sure, I you know I touch on some fun topics, but every once in a while, I just got to touch on something that's a little bit more serious and purposeful. And with the title of today's episode, How to Save America, you know, it's 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 something that when you read that, it could mean two different things to two different people. And what I really mean by that is that when you look at the time right now, when you look at what day it is, I'm recording this on October 19th, we got less than a month until midterms. And for a lot of people, they don't understand the significance of midterms. But they'll understand this. Look at how the media talks to you now. I have a whole episode on it. If you don't know what episode it is, it's we now return to our regularly scheduled program. Look at the way the media talks to us. Look at how expensive our gas and groceries are. Look at the president. Like he almost doesn't know what's going on anytime someone talks to him. Look at his press secretary, who just is baffled whenever she's asked a hard question and she doesn't know how to answer it. Look at some of these numbers that they, they put on the screens about what people want from the country. And then you look around and you just don't see that demographic anywhere. When I talk about saving the country, I'm talking about saving it from this ideological culture war that for not only just the last two years, but honestly, I think I've been seeing it more and more since I got out of high school, has been degrading the character of our country. And it's to the point now where, honestly, if we don't stand up and do something, we're going to have a whole lot to worry about. And when you think about what it is we'll have to worry about, it's it's not just how expensive things are. It's not just scarcity and supply chain issues. It's going to be, can I leave my house without the government telling me to go back inside? It's, is my property still going to be my property? It's going to be, if I post this online, is PayPal going to take half of $5,000 out of my account? There's a push right now, and it's been going on for a long time, to change the identity of Americans, where once we were a blue-collar industrious, super innovative people, we're becoming more and more subservient to a bunch of lazy fucking crooks at the top of this elitist corporate structure, the the true fascists of our country. And what's worse is that we just think, oh, well, those people just make soda. Those people are just a telecommunications company. It's just a bank. But it's not. It's so much more than that. Because all the dollars that we give these people allows them to influence our elections, our media. The people who we put in Washington to represent us, they don't care about us. They care about serving all the fat cats. And there's a few things I've wanted to talk about for a long time, but I've just, I've waited and I've paced. And the thing I've just kind of realized that is, and the thing I've just kind of realized is that waiting to say these things that's playing into their game. Because to anyone who spreads, 
Because to anyone who falls away from the narrative, they want you to self-silence yourself. They want you to censor yourself. Or what? They're going to cancel you? I forgot who it was. It probably was Joe Rogan. But just so you know, they can't cancel you if you don't apologize. Actually, it's probably Dave Chappelle. Both great comedians. And so I'm going to say some things real quick. And if you don't like them, well, that's your problem. But number one, George Floyd was not a hero. George Floyd was a dude who was a lifelong criminal who was overdosing on fentanyl. And that doesn't excuse what Derek Chauvin did either. But George Floyd was not a hero, no matter how much the media or BLM tried to prop him up as one. And the resulting riots caused billions of dollars of damages to a whole bunch of private businesses and public property. George Floyd was not a hero. And him dying gives not one person the right to loot or to riot or to destroy or to set on fire or to burn an American flag. BLM is a Marxist sympathetic sham. I'm not saying the term BLM is wrong. I'm saying the organization. The organization as we know it today is a fucking sham. These people, and I don't mean people in terms of their race. I mean people in terms of who runs the organization. These people look for tragedies. They look for families that have been victims of violence, preferably when it has to deal at the hands of a white police officer. They bring a whole bunch of media attention. They cause a whole bunch of destruction. They take a whole bunch of money and they give nothing back to the family. The absolute whole movement, which started here in St. Louis in 2014. I came back to St. Louis the weekend that Mike Brown was killed. And the energy in the air was thick with conflict. It was disgusting. It was awful. I hate seeing what's become of race relations in this country since then. But all the same, BLM is no different than an Al Sharpton or a Jesse Jackson. A fake wannabe sympathizer who is just there for cameras, publicity, and to get fucking paid off of someone else's misery. COVID, the virus, was real. And I'm going to go into this right now. Whenever you hear this episode, don't be surprised if there's a little COVID warning on there. The virus was real. The pandemic was, again, a scam for political power. Now, that doesn't mean that people didn't get sick, people didn't die. But for the amount of public policy and for the amount of power we gave the CDC, who's headed by someone like Dr. Rochelle Walensky, who can't even get on camera without acting lessons or lines or a script, And the NIAID and the government's chief puppet, fucking Anthony Fauci, this lying sack of shit. And yeah, dude, you're a lying sack of shit. You're a bureaucratic. You look like the most vermin motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. I look at Anthony Fauci and I see a rodent. I see a vermin. I see a rat. We let these fucks, these tyrannical fucks, and we did let them. We let them tell us, you have to wear a mask. Even though Dr. Fauci said the quiet part out loud, which was, 
Well, during an outbreak, I'm sorry, I have to do my impression. Well, during an outbreak, masks are not really effective. It might drop a, it might stop a droplet from hitting you or make you feel safe. But the best thing that you can do is not wear a mask. And then what happened? Well, I lied so that the hospitals would have more masks. I am science. This motherfucker paraded around for almost three years calling himself science. Our government created an apartheid for how long based on your privacy when it comes to a medical treatment. Something that we're finding more and more about Something we're finding out more and more about every single day. The data comes out more and more every single day, especially with young men ages 19 to 39. A whole lot of people dying of SADS, sudden adult death syndrome. A whole lot of young men, especially, getting myocarditis. Wonder why? Wonder why? And yet Anthony Fauci made $5 million in the last three years. How? Already the highest paid government employee but he gets to make $5 million. And how many, how many press spots did he get? How many late night talk show hosts bent over and spread their cheeks for Anthony Fauci? Huh? Hmm? Oh, and it turns out the money that wasn't for gain-of-function research, uh, it all turned out to be for what? Gain-of-function research. And yet, that's not what happened. No, that is not the definition of gain-of-function research. We have since changed it. These motherfuckers, these motherfuckers literally changed definitions overnight to suit their narrative. And what's worse, when you look at California, I'm very close with someone who lives in California right now. She told me they're still in a state of emergency over COVID. Okay, COVID has not been worth talking about for almost two fucking years, but they won't let it go. They won't let it go. When there was Hurricane Ian in Florida, what was our great commander-in-chief's first line of business? Make sure you're vaccinated against COVID-19. That's the first thing you should do. In what fucking world, Joe? In what fucking world? And still, and still to this day, if you mention COVID on Instagram, you get the little warning box. For information about COVID, go to cdc.gov. I'll say it right here and I'll say it right now. I'm loud and I'm proud. Fuck the CDC. Fuck the NIAID. Fuck the NIH. Fuck the WHO. You know what? Fuck the FDA too while I'm at it. You're all a bunch of elite globalist cunts. And I say that word with extreme conviction. If there was no apologies part two, this is it. And apparently in Boston University, they just got done with more gain-of-function research for another strain of COVID that's 80% deadly. Kind of funny how that's happening right before midterms, huh? And what's more? Moving topics once again, because I'm hurting everybody's feelings today with the truth. <sighs> However you identify that's your choice. But I'm going to say it for the record. Men are not women. Women are not men. Little boys who put on their mom's high heels are not trans. And little girls who maybe put on daddy's tie or, or a tomboy, whatever the hell you want to fucking call it, 
You are not little boys. And the activists posing as teachers do everything they can to introduce the most lewd, disgusting, sexually explicit literature to your children when they are still in grade school. When they're still fucking children. They're reading about little boys sucking each other's dicks. That's disgusting. I'm seeing videos of kids being taken to fucking drag shows. Are you joking? And that a few activists are trying to make it so there's another Pride Month? No. No, fuck you. You already got June. You don't get to have October too. You don't get to have a second Pride Month during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Fuck you. Now, that's not directed at the LGB community. That's not directed at them. It's directed at all the activists. It's directed at all the know-nothing, over-educated, super-liberal leftist fucks. You're not even liberal. You're not even liberal. That's an insult to liberals. You're progressives. You know more than everybody. You know what's right. Everyone that's not you is selfish and patriarchal and misogynistic and cis and heteronormative. All right, fuck you and every syllable you walked in on. All of those different things, not even to mention the government's awful spending habit, are what are ruining our country. And I would like to say for the record, because if anyone tries to take this out of context, I said it for the record a few seconds later. I have no problem with anyone of any race. I have no problem with anyone with any specific sexual orientation. I do not care if you are a leftist or a conservative for that matter, because I personally identify as a libertarian. I hate the two-party system. And there are plenty of the Republicans out there that I would throw under the bus right now, because fuck y'all too. You're a bunch of cunts too. I'm going to throw that word around more than I ever have on a recording. We've gotten too nice. We've gotten too soft. What's good, what's good about that is that I think we've all started to learn our lesson, is that when we play nice instead of playing good, what happens? The people we pander to, they take advantage of us. Nice guys finish last for a reason, folks. And you know what? I'm fucking guilty of it too. I want to tell you all a little story real quick before I talk about how exactly it is we go about saving America. When I was in Springfield working at that restaurant, I developed a friendship with a girl. This girl was my manager. She was a girl I like to hang out with. She was someone who honestly, we talked a lot about mental health together because we both struggled with a whole lot of issues we didn't think anyone else understood. This girl became one of my best friends. And there were certain things where I really did agree with her and there were certain things where I just knew you're a young, idealistic college student who literally has no idea what the fuck you're talking about. For reference, she once told me she cited Rolling Stone as a reference in an, or in an argument she was having. Sorry, Rolling Stone is not a research paper. It is not documented research by a university or anything that anyone would take seriously as a citation. It, it shows you who you're dealing with. And I'm not just going to say that one day I said, fuck you, because that's not it. We had our disagreements. We had our moments where we didn't get along. But I remember one day, 
One day in specific that really, really stood out to me. And we were talking about what we wanted for the United States. And I told her, okay, I want to see a libertarian president in my lifetime. Someone who finds the happiest medium between the two party system, does away with both of them, and helps us live as free from the government as possible. She told me my idea was stupid. Well, you better get with the two party system because no, no libertarian is ever actually going to get elected. Like no one actually cares about libertarian politics except you. Okay. Thanks for hearing me out. So I humored her. I said, so what do you want? I imagine she was going to say something like, I don't know. I don't know. Something moderately liberal, something moderately democratic. Her response was, oh, no, I want full-blown communism. Like, I want it. I want all these greedy, elitist, rich fucks to give us all their money because we deserve it. Come again? And at the time, I let it go because this was my friend, was being my operative statement. Because I thought to myself, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She doesn't know what it is that she just said. Mind you, when I was younger, everybody, I was super liberal. It wasn't until about 2015, 2016, when I started to wake up to understand that the same people who promise you equality and the end of racism and, and a greater redistribution of wealth, that nice care package they sell every underprivileged community year after year after year after year after year. I believed all that shit too. Until I got old enough and I saw the Democratic Party do one of their own in. A couple episodes back, I talked about the fact that the DNC, the head of it, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, did Bernie Sanders in, who now that we look at what Bernie Sanders America would be like, we're getting real close, folks. But they did him in so that Hillary Clinton could take the nomination in the name of the Democratic Party. The Democrats did that to their own people. For fucking Hillary Clinton? Are you joking? I don't care how much you hate Donald Trump. Like, Donald has never been worse than Hillary. Okay? She may have won the popular vote. But after she lost everything that happened with the Steele dossier, the Russian disinformation, how many people fell for that? Hmm? But my story doesn't stop there. It sucks because I still have a great deal of love for this person. Not admiration and not like, because where it's going, those things expired long ago. But come 2020, I made a post and it was saying that I can't vote. And it's true. I can't. I can't vote. As a convicted felon, there's a lot of things I can't do. I cannot vote. I cannot own a firearm uh, legally. I cannot deny search and seizure of my house. There are certain positions I'll never be able to hold. And that's even after I get my record expunged, which I'm up to do in about two years. Yay me. But I made a big post and I was clearly aggravated with COVID because in 2020, essentially November of 2020, we had been dealing with COVID for almost a year, honestly, like, you know, just about a year at that point. And I said, masks don't work, which by the way, they don't. I still, there are still people like, no, dude, masks work. Lockdowns worked. 
You were a grandma killer and a fascist. Cool. That's great. How much is the circus paying you, by the way? Oh, and if that offends you, fuck you. I don't care. I said that masks didn't work. I said that big government was bad. I said, I don't like everything Donald Trump does. But if I had a vote, I would cast it for him. And then at the bottom, at the bottom, I said, this does not mean we have to be enemies. And it's still as true now as it was then. It is not us versus each other. It is us as people, as taxpayers versus them. And there was a picture of me wearing a Belmar versus everyone shirt. Uh, Attilus at Belmar in New Jersey. Ian Smith, Frank. And if you know anything about Attilus Jim at Belmar, everything that Ian and Frank did during the lockdowns, I'm forever grateful. I've met Ian a whole bunch of times. I, I know him on a more personal level. He's a really, really great guy. I wore that shirt, his Make Politicians Afraid Again hat, which looks like a MAGA hat. It's red with white letters. And I held a Trump 2020 Keep America Great flag. And for that, a bunch of my friends from college unfollowed me, unfriended me, and seemingly overnight cut me out of their life instead of talking to me about what it is I felt and why it is I felt that way. I knew why they didn't like Donald Trump because it's fashionable to not like Donald Trump. Hey, I don't care if you don't like him. Our dollar was worth more and we were more free under him than we ever were. Our foreign policy was way better. Our country was in way better shape than it is now. But no, it's fascism because CNN fucking told you so. Okay, fuck CNN, fuck MSNBC, fuck ABC and fuck CBS. Bunch of garbage ass fucking propaganda networks. Fox News is pretty shitty too. You already know how I feel about that. And my friend that I referenced, because I try to keep everyone anonymous on the show, my friend that I referenced, and I was just at her wedding the month before. She had followed me too. After everything that we had been through together as friends, and we had been through a lot together as friends, a lot of nights out drinking, a lot of nights working together, a lot of heart to hearts, a lot of good memories made, that was all thrown away in the name of her political identity. Your political identity doesn't matter. Your character matters. As a people, we've lost the ability to communicate. We have lost the ability to find common ground. And we need to do it. And we need to do it now. The main things that we need to be considering right now, even before we go out and vote, is looking at the landscape around us as common sense Americans. Not conservatives, not liberals, not alt-right, not progressives, as common sense Americans of every demographic. We need to understand that our establishment has been hijacked by a bunch of elitist fucks, most of them sitting in Davos, some of them named Bill Gates. Also, I'd like to add to the record, fuck Bill Gates. You narcissistic, self-indulgent, self-righteous fuck. How was Epstein Island, you cock? We have to realize that these people do not have our best interest in mind. So while my list isn't perfect, I wanted to give you all my approach in how we save America. Step number one. The next time someone asks you to do something nonsensical, you tell them no. We need you to wear a mask in here. No. 
I need you to put a black square on your face. No! We need you to get this medical treatment or... No, 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 no. Fuck you. No. I'm telling people no. No, no, no. A million fucking times no. No. No, no. A million fucking times no. I don't care if that offends you. I don't care if you call me a grandma killer. I'm not doing it. It's nonsensical. Okay? We need to start telling these people in these establishments no. They want to put smut in your kids' libraries? No. They want you to cover your face multiple times even though it doesn't fucking work? Even though you might be at a sporting event competing? No. You tell them no. You tell them fuck no. Step number one is start telling people no. And it's not just the establishments that try to force this or that on you. It's the fucks who walk up on you and try to make you scared of the truth. These people will come up on you and they'll try to argue with you about bodily autonomy. They'll try to argue with you about immigration. Also, we need to close our fucking borders. Not sorry at all. Any one of these people who walks up to you and tries to do the high, holier than thou, high and mighty bullshit, you just tell them, fuck you, no. And to Andy's point that he's been making for three years, we all should have done it three fucking years ago. But a lot of us didn't. And at first, neither did I. But probably for two and a half of those, I've been telling a whole lot of motherfuckers no. And you know what? It feels pretty good. Number two, stop investing in companies that hate you. Okay? You've really got to, you've really got to be good about this one. Because our dollars fund the motherfuckers that are keeping us oppressed. All right, I'm trying to get out from AT&T. I got a little bit left on my contract, but I'm probably gonna go to Pure Talk after this. And it's not just because Ben Shapiro advertises it. My internet's through T-Mobile. I honestly wanna go find another provider already because I didn't know all the shit that they did. I really try not to shop through Amazon as best as I can. I don't go to Walmart. I don't go to McDonald's. Only this season do I go to Starbucks and I'm disgusted with myself for that. And I gotta stop doing that too. A lot of these big Fortune 500 companies, these big brands, Coca-Cola, I sold all my Coca-Cola stock when I heard about their radical anti-white fucking training that they were doing. Okay, fuck Coca-Cola. I had a dream of holding, I had a dream of being a majority owner in Coca-Cola stock because my bitch ass biological father worked there his whole life and he ended up broke. All right, cool. I wanted to own that fucking company. That's how big my dreams were. I wanted to own more Coca-Cola stock than anyone else. Fuck them. I sold it. I sold all my stocks for what it's worth. I do not offer you financial advice. But you've got to stop dealing with these globalist brands, these people who report to Davos, to people like Klaus Schwab and George Soros and Bill fucking Gates, these people who are trying to bring about the end of life as we know it. Because those motherfuckers are funding the politicians who throw us under the bus. Number three, look into your communities. Who is running your schools? Who is teaching your kids? Who is running for school board? Who's running for sheriff's office? Who's running for Senate? Who's running for Congress? Who's running for House? You need to find people who are actual people, not lifelong politicians. People who aren't bought and paid for by private money. You know what I loved about Donald Trump? He didn't have to be bought and paid for by anyone. Dude had his own money. You don't like that? Cool. Your problem, not mine. 
but you need to be involved in your community. And it's not just with your vote and it's not just with your dollar. You need to be talking to your neighbors about what the real issues are. When, when I started this show, I, I mentioned this before, the guy's name, uh, Zach, he was our neighbor. Zach was a Biden-Harris dude. You know what? He flew an American flag in his yard too. I never hated him. I think he was a bad dude. We had good conversations. He was a union guy. He was a cool guy. You know what? You know what? We had some good talks. Thanks for not yelling at me when I parked on your grass, bro. I appreciate it. Number four, start investing. We cannot stay consumers. Something me and Mark talked about on his podcast was the fact that BlackRock and Vanguard own so much of our economy, so much private property, it makes it almost impossible for the little guy to get ahead. Now, if you have a Roth IRA with Vanguard, by all means, do what you want with your money. But look into buying property, guys. Look into buying land. Look into starting your own companies. Look into investing in you. The fact of the matter is, is that what they are trying to do is make us all subservient to the government. To my friend back in college who said, I want the country to be straight up communist. Congratulations. You who wants bodily autonomy, you who champions abortion, you won't have a choice if you get pregnant. Guess what the government's going to do? They're going to shove a coat hanger up you whenever they feel like it because they don't want to support your fucking baby. You'll be very pro-abortion then because you won't have a fucking choice. You won't even get to be pro-choice. Now, I know that's a graphic image, but guys, that is what happens when the government gets too much goddamn control. And that brings me to an interview with Joe Rogan. He had the head of Rolling Stone on, Jan, what's his fuck? We need the government to regulate speech. No, we fucking don't. The government can regulate these nuts. I am so sick of big government. The last two years of our lives specifically, we have gotten a taste of what pseudo-socialism, pseudo-communism is. You have fuck-ass Joe Biden with his derelict son running all across where? China, Ukraine, bags of money, the big guy. And this motherfucker gaslights you. There, there is no inflation. It's transitory. We're not doing that. Everything's fine. The economy's strong as hell. Motherfucker, I'm paying 12% more for groceries. How much more expensive was gas all this last year? And for all of you who think that gas is going down right now, no. Biden tapped into our strategic oil reserves again. Right after November, it's going right back up. Whether the Democrats win, whether the Democrats fucking lose, we lose as a people probably for the next two years that this fuck is in office. If you really want to be free, you got to be cool with people not liking you. If you really want to save America, cool. You got to tell motherfuckers no. You got to tell motherfuckers to fuck off. You got to turn off the news. You got to talk to your neighbor. You got to invest in you. And you have to think with your head. You can't keep falling for all these social justice one-liners. They're oppressed. This person's oppressed. That person's oppressed. Okay, how much money have we sent to Ukraine in the last six months? Please tell me that. Has it made a lick of good of difference in your life? For all the things the establishment told you that Donald Trump was so bad about, did any one of those things really affect you? Look at what Joe Biden's done in two years as president. Obviously, he's not pulling the strings. Obviously, there is someone with a hand up his back. He is the puppet for someone. 
But for the love of God, I don't give a fuck about your fucking feelings. I don't give a fuck about social justice. I don't give a fuck about ESG. I don't give a fuck about the stupid slogan of diversity, equity, and inclusion. I promise you, if you have a company that promotes DEI initiatives, I will not fucking shop with you. Not because I don't care about diversity. Not because I don't care about inclusion. I will say for the record right now, the way that they use equity is fucking farcical. Fuck them. No, equity means that everybody gets a piece of everybody else's shit. It's communism. No, I deal with equality of opportunity. If you want equity from me, you better be fucking paying for it. At the end of the day, we've gotten too fat, we've gotten too fucking comfortable, and we've gotten way too fucking complacent with the idea that old motherfuckers, tyrannical motherfuckers can do whatever they want and we are just subject to it. No. We put them in power. If I had a vote, you better believe most of them would be going to the right. But they wouldn't just be a straight ticket of Republicans because I don't fucking like Republicans either. It would be who is not controlled or funded by someone in the World Economic Forum. Who wants to keep jobs here? Who wants to drill for energy here? Who wants to put America first? And just for the record, real quick, let's say it's 2024, because I know all of you would say, oh, you just want Donald Trump. More than Joe Biden? You fucking bet. More than Barack Obama? You fucking bet. But if I had to choose between him and someone like Ron DeSantis, I'm going with Ron DeSantis. I honestly like him more than I like Donald Trump. I believe him. He sticks to his guns. He tells the media to fuck off every chance he gets. Look at what a great position Florida's in, short of Hurricane Ian. They opened up. Greg Abbott opened up Texas. We need candidates who are going to close our borders. We should not be an open country like we are right now. It is absolutely disgusting to everyone who came in, who immigrated here the right way. I could ramble on for everybody, but guys, we have to see the bigger picture. And if we keep letting these fucking cunts guilt us into submission, everything that everybody loves about this country is going to go away. And I'm not going to have my kids, should I ever have them, grow up in a communist shithole. I don't care whose feelings that hurts. I don't care who tries to jump in my DMs. I'll talk to you about it and I'm not going to do it through DMs. We can have a conversation. We can have a phone call. We can have a Zoom call. We can do a FaceTime. We can do a Skype if it fucking exists still. But whoever's feelings I hurt with some of the things I said tonight, well, I'm sorry, but fuck your feelings. This isn't about your feelings. Specifically the last two years, so much of what our public policy has done has been predicated to people voting with their feelings. If I can quote Tim Grover real time, one of the realest motherfuckers out there who I've ever had a conversation with, your mind has to be stronger than your feelings. What kind of world do you want your kids to be raised in? Really? If we're going to save America from itself, you've got to do those things I talked about. You've got to do those things I talked about. You've got to do them now. Because we're getting closer and closer and closer to that date. And I'm sorry I've been inconsistent with episodes. And for some of the people who have been championing my show, if this offended you at all, it's not meant to be. But just look around at the people who say every four years they're going to make everything better. Every two to four years they're going to make everything better. Look at how Chicago is. Look at how St. Louis is. Look at how Baltimore is. Look at how Los Angeles is. Large, look at Seattle. Look at Portland. 
Look at all these different places that have been wrecked by these far left radicals, by people like AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar. Why do we let these people, these political influencers, who lets them into government? At the end of the day, I've been putting off doing this episode because I've been scared to speak my mind. But if we're going to save America, we not only have to speak our minds, but we have to speak to one another too. We have to find common ground and we have to move forward together. That's what it's going to take. Thanks for listening, guys.